Welcome to the tent, you all. Wendy, I'm so excited. We have a guest today. Yes, we do. I'm so excited, Zella. Tell us about the guest. All right. So our guest is Laura Bender. And real quick, I'll tell you how I met her and we can just jump right into our discussion with Laura. So um, I, as listeners, as you know, I am working on my 300 hours to make my 500 hours for yoga training. And I'm doing this certification through my vinyasa practice, which is out of Austin, Texas. Yay, Texas. And, oh, <laughs> and the, um, the staff sets up for us to have peer mentors to help guide us through if we have questions or for studying or for um, all sorts of inevitable events that or or experiences that take place you know now via zoom um, how do you do an online training because it's a whole new world that's what i'm getting at so laura was assigned to me as my peer mentor and once i've gotten to know her i realized she will be perfect for an interview for the podcast so welcome laura hi how's it going very well and we're glad you're here so yes, thank you yes, we are thank yeah. you so much so laura tell us a little bit about you Okay, well, um, to kind of like some, like, it's a long story, so I'll kind of try to make it a little short, or maybe it won't be, we'll see. <laughs> um, so yeah, I kind of started, um, I kind of started the same as you through the same process. I've been a 200 hour teacher for about almost close to four years now, like three and a half years or so, um, just um, full-time teaching. So maybe teaching anywhere between 14 to 11 classes a week running around. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was, that was the gist of that. And then um, when COVID uh, hit, it kind of brought on um, a little bit of a shocker because I was so used to spending so much energy and time running from here to there that, um, you know, I didn't know what to do with myself. I kind of probably went into like a little depression for a few weeks and was kind of just like, man. Um, so actually in um, April, I was kind of just like poking around on Facebook and a friend of mine randomly asked a question in a COVID yoga alliance group, like, are there any 300 hour teacher trainings online? Because obviously none of them were happening in person. Right. And uh so someone had, there's a couple posted on there and I kept looking and I, you know, I just kind of was curious, you know, everyone was still kind of charging those same prices where I was like, I don't have the money for this right now. I'm not, I wasn't collecting unemployment yet. So I really had like no money, no income coming in. And um, then I came across my vinyasa practice and I kind of talked to the student that had posted that and she's like, yeah, it's great. I've been just, I started it just recently. So I just kind of looked at my bank account. I said, I have the money for this. I can do this. But it's like, do I really want to make the commitment? But I was like, at the end of the day, this is just going to be helpful for me to move ahead in my education and the growth and everything else. So I just dived right in, uh, went through the training, went through a lot of just processes um, through that training too. You know, you learn a lot from yourself um, when you're just going through the motions. And, you know, I was going through a rough time just in the beginning of that whole COVID situation. And 
um, kind of in that same period of time. I like I had a cat that I had had forever and I had to put her to sleep. And I was just Aww. like, I was like, no, I was a mess. I was like, there was a, a week or two there. Actually, I could say probably longer than that. I would just cry and cry and cry. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just, so it, it met me at the perfect time. Um, and I found a lot of healing within that practice. And so when I completed all my, you had to submit karma hours, I, 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 I really became, it created, it sparked some creativity that I was missing out on and kind of what I was lacking in, you know, just beforehand. And so I was able to create some new things. And when I submitted that, I just felt really accomplished. Like I felt fulfilled, like, this is great. I'm going to make some new things come happen here. And um, ironically, so the woman that I was assigned to, um, she is one of my good friends now. Um, what happened was, um, so I submitted all my work and a few days later she responded and she said, um, you know, these are really great. You know, a lot of the things I was touching on, um, I had a friend, I have a friend, um, thankfully right now she is cancer free, but at the time she was going through cancer treatments mm. during this whole lockdown. And uh. I, I kind of assembled a class that would benefit her you know, being going through chemo and radiation or whatever, and just having a nice relaxing class to, to attend. Um, I did several yoga nature classes. Um, also just kind of touched in on my active side, combining it with restorative, you know, I'm a runner and I, um, I did some restorative classes geared towards people that were runners. You know, I just kind of found a lot of creative ways to create some new things. And she really resonated, all really resonated with her. She, um, at the end of this email, she was like, you know, we're, we're kind of looking for some more people to fill these peer positions, you oh, know, doing, so that's doing, how that happened. I yeah. Like so, um, yeah, she asked me, I said, okay, you know, <laughs> I think I can do this, but I really had no, I didn't even know it was a paying job. <laughs> like I was clueless on to what it all even entailed. Um, I had, um, so I got, I just kind of added a couple things to my resume, kind of cleaned it up a little bit and I sent it on to Michelle, who's the owner of the, um, my Vanessa practice. And, um, she said, okay, great. I will give this to the office manager or the studio manager who's processing this and all that. So she emailed me a few days later. This was, uh, Tara Clevin. I don't, she actually is in Austin and she's the in-studio manager. Right. Um, she, um, she asked me, you know, oh, well we're looking for more people that could do more hours. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I'm like, well, okay. And I kind of left it, left it alone. Um, and then a few days later, Rachel, who um, was at the time, the peer support manager, she's kind of shifted roles since that point, but um, she reached out again and she's like, Hey, would you, you know, I think we just need people. And, you know, we feel that you'd be a great fit. And we feel that, you know, maybe if you can, it'd be great if you could work a little more hours closer to this. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, I have no problem with this. And so that was kind of like how it initially started. You know, the, the woman that actually brought me in was Deb Phelps. She's uh, one of the meditation instructors there. Okay. Also, she's um, in peer support too, along with me. And she's my team lead, actually. Um, she was actually my first guest on my podcast. So I was like super... So we've actually gotten really close, um, you know, just offering support to one another where we can. And she has a lot of experience in 
uh, mindfulness, different types of meditation. And um, she's actually kind of guided me through some of this and, you know, uh, kind of brought me to where I am today, kind of just being that supportive person, even outside of the whole peer support arena that you've already kind of are experiencing with me. So yeah, it's just been a crazy ride. So I had finished up my training um, at the middle, kind of the middle of June. They offered me that job. I ended up getting my certificate at the end of June and I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, you still like with COVID, you know, again, I was starting to work a little bit here and there but I wasn't planning on going back to the studio. And in Ohio, where I'm located, they um, they actually didn't start opening up gyms and studios to like, I wanna say the end of May. And even then it was kind of, people kind of had that make the decision and make those adjustments to their studio spaces and whether or not they were gonna even open and what protocols they needed to take in. Right. And um, so I was not really, thrilled in getting back into that just because I didn't really, you know, it's still very unknown on what, what this disease could do to a person. Absolutely. And, um, I actually have an autoimmune disease and I don't really care to, um, get, get sick in any way to see what happens. (laughs) I don't want to be that guinea pig for that, for sure. No, not on that one. (laughs) And so, you know, I, I just kind of sat back and I said, you know what, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think I'm ready to go back to that. So since I had this part-time kind of position in place, I was like, okay, I think we're okay for now. And it's actually kind of grown a little bit too, where um, they've actually hired us on as employees. And And I've noticed you're teaching several classes via Zoom. I love it. Yeah. So that's part of my, um, that's basically part of my hours, weekly hours that I put in, you know, it's, I, I get to do what I love, which is teaching yoga. Right. And I'm also just falling in love with the idea of having to be of service to others in this, in this method, you know, having to be supportive to others. And I've had, you know, we, as yoga instructors, we constantly are going through that whole phase of, um, just, am I worthy enough for this? Am I good enough for this? And I've had that validation, a lot of it recently, that's just really brought me to that point where I'm just like, yes, this, I am, I have the power. I am, you know, I, I love myself. I am totally accepting of all of this. You know, it's, it's just been awesome. It's really been awesome. So from that point, I, I've kind of dived, been diving into other kind of trainings just to try different things. I just completed a mindfulness meditation teacher training it was only a few hours but I got another another tool under my belt um I'm kind of in the process of working through an aromatherapy certification which I actually (laughs) I've never really (laughs) been to I've been one of the, I was never really those people that like, it's like, oh, I have an essential oil for that, but you know, but I, um, but now you some, do. yeah, now I, now I'm actually doing that, but I'm learning these therapy, the therapeutic properties behind these things, not just like, oh, I'll put some oil in diffuser and see what happens. Right. You know, just understanding the botany behind these oils, the compounds that make up the oils, how they're actually extracted, all that stuff. Right. Um, so it's, it can be, there's a lot of, there's some science behind it. Um, actual real stuff to, to kind of understand. And, um, and then I've also kind of been diving into a mindfulness coaching uh, certification, which also kind of blends in with um, some of the other work I'm currently doing, you know, the meditation. I'm also a yoga nidra instructor as well. So all those kind of blend in together to kind of form this lovely 
coaching program. So I'm excited for that for sure. And then you used to be in the business world and talk yes. to that a little bit. Yeah. So that was a couple years ago. That was in 2018. Um, so <laughs> yeah. And when I was, when I was working in an office, you know, it was, I was teaching yoga this part-time and I was working for a company that was local to me. It was a medical billing company. So it was pretty much, um, I did a lot of customer service. I worked with, um, I actually trained physicians, a couple of them to use this um, EMR software that we had, um, that we supported. Um, and I also kind of supported the physicians in helping them enroll with different insurance companies, kind of avoiding that paperwork situation that you had to go through to fill out to get approved and be part of a some plan, you know, insurance plan or whatever. So we kind of helped. Um, that was kind of part of the package when we build for these doctors. And uh, towards the end there, like in, you know, 2000, even 2000, I think it was like 17, maybe, you know, not even that. Um, maybe a couple years before that, they, they decided that they wanted to cut back on staff. And um, at that point, they kind of told us, and we were a small, small company, maybe 30 people at the most. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, they kind of said, well, you know what, at the end of the month, unfortunately, some of you won't have jobs. It was kind of just not, it wasn't really done very well. Um, they kind of based it upon reviews and like their, you know, employee reviews and maybe their workload, whatever. So they had eliminated some people, but I was kind of, I was still safe. Um, but then a couple years later, um, the staff again, just kind of started dwindling down. A couple people quit and a couple, we were retired and um, you know, there, with a small building, a small company like that, there's tends to be, even there, there's clicks. Oh yeah. You know, there's a couple women that were, one was a mother daughter and they seemed to have extra privileges, privileges that everyone else didn't have. And, you know, so-and-so would talk about this person. There's just a lot of that nonsense going around. And um, they kind of just told me, you're going to do this. You're going to talk on, you're going to be a customer service on the phone, answer patient phone calls. I've said, um, really? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I've never done this in the past six years that I worked there, but they wanted me to do that now. Um, and I just wasn't happy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and it, yeah, do, why, why, why would I want to put myself through, you know, patients calling and complaining about their bill? <laughs> I'm like, like, why didn't my insurance pay this? Well, I don't know. You might want to call them, but um, <laughs> yeah, they just, it was just, it was not a fun situation. And, um, you know, there was a day in, uh, it was actually around the middle. Again, this is, this is everything seems to come to a head in April. <laughs> um, so it was like the middle of April in 2018 and um my the vice president and the president called me into their office and they told me we're eliminating your position and uh -huh. i kind of was like at the oh. time i was like thank god <laughs> oh, <laughs> i was okay. just kind of like thank goodness oh my gosh i was i was kind of so i was actually fine until i stepped out of the office my boss though was not ex she would did wasn't really happy about it and it wasn't that it was a combination of things. She was, we had been friends a long time. Um, she was actually very upset that they did that to me. And they actually just told her probably that day or earlier, a few hours ago before that. So she didn't even know it was going to happen. That's and true. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't a great situation. And they, um, 
they, so she's crying and she's making me cry. And I'm like, Sandy, it's, and I'm like, Sandy, it's okay. I'm like, you know, what? other, the universe has other plans for me and I'm exactly. going to be fine. So my husband was texting me at the time and I'm like, Hey, I, That's so I, ca- I called him real quick and he was already yeah. home and I'm like, Hey honey, um, I just got laid off. And he's like, what? what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm packing my desk up right now. So I'll see you in a few minutes. And so, wow. you know, I just kind of, you know, I came home and he's like, let me talk to you a second. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I was still kind of upset. You know, I was, I was kind of shaken a little bit, you know, and I was still crying a little bit because I felt bad. My boss had helped me literally take this stuff to my car. And um, he's like, let's come and sit down. I'm like, all right. So we sit down and he is like, He's like, listen, I, he goes, I know that you would be completely miserable if you were to find another job like that, working in an office space that it's just not your thing. He's like, I know you want to pursue yoga. I know you want this. He's like, I'm supporting you in the decision. If you want to go ahead and just go ahead and just do that. I was like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, I need to have your, his support in that, in that, in that perspective, in that avenue, I was just like, oh my God, this is, this is a dream come true because I had been thinking of just ways to kind of shift from that office position to teaching full-time and there's no easy way to do it. And they just kind of presented that opportunity. We're like, oh, sorry, we're not going to need you here anymore. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) You know? So it wasn't like, it was kind of like a nice weight was lifted off my shoulders. Um, and then the following week, it was our wedding anniversary. So we went to the Finger Lakes and drank wine for like a, several days. So <laughs> it was, it was, a, it actually was, ended up being a great, um, a great door that happened to open, you know, and offer some, some new opportunities. And um, so I, I don't regret anything that happened, you know, that this, what, this is what brought me into yoga, you know, working in that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't miss it at all. I don't want to say one second. Beautiful. And it was what, what good foresight on your end to have the 200 hours under your belt. Yes. You yes. had an exit strategy, even if you didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. When yeah. I did my first teacher training at gratitude yoga in, in Texas, mm-hmm. one of the, one of the mantras, one of the sayings of the studio was create the life you want to live. And it sounds like yes. that's what you did, Laura. Yeah, I, you know, and actually I, there's a, there's a, I, I just mentioned this recently to someone, I, I kind of, you have a similar mantra designing your own life too, like designing yeah. that life that you want mm-hmm. to, to have, to have at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. I just designed it how I wanted it. And here it is. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I really like that too, because also if the, if, you know, if your job probably hadn't given you that nudge of, yeah, no, we don't need you anymore. You it may have taken you a little longer to get to the yoga, but thankfully yeah. the job said we don't need you anymore and yes. opened the door for you to really transition into yeah. your passion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a blood, like I said, it was a blessing. Yeah. It was a blessing in disguise. That's cool. As, as they are. And so yeah. I love that you, you know, you've had this beautiful transition from both from multiple types of work. 
from office work to passion work to, um, and now we're all in COVID work. Yes. <laughs> so I'd love for you to share with the listeners a little bit about, you know, your, your reactions to work before and work now. Yeah. So work. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this was like a huge change. You know, my husband used to spend, like, it was weird. Like we had routines, you know, we had, Mm. I went to classes, certain classes, like I ran around from this place to this place. I would come home. He would be at work or whatever um, until in the afternoon, he would come home from work, spend maybe an hour in traffic and we'd have dinner, maybe, um, or maybe I'd be off going to teach somewhere. And then by the time I would come home, maybe it'd be like 9 30, 10 o'clock. And we would kind of just be in these, like in this zone, like in a, in a routine of some kind that was kind of monotonous. Um, I, I would zoom, like I said, I'm zooming around from place to place. I, I feel, and I've said this a couple times to several people, I felt like I was not present in my own life. Like, I, I just, there was so much going on. Like I was training for a half marathon, which ended up getting like postponed till next year. I, I, you know, I was running around from place to place. I barely saw my husband at all. I barely saw my cats that were, you know, at home, probably waiting for me all day. Um, and, you know, I just had enough time to kind of put things together for one class to go on to the next. Mm-hmm. So it just, you know, I, I really didn't have, I, I didn't feel like I was, I had a, a space anywhere, a collective space. Mm-hmm. And so when COVID hit, like I mentioned kind of prior before, um, you know, it really kind of was like, oh my gosh, like, this is my chance to kind of start over mm-hmm. and start from scratch and kind of ha- refresh things. And that training happened at the perfect time. And then even that training kind of offered me a couple new avenues and created some ideas for me to revamp my own business and just kind of create some new opportunities that were coming up. Like, you know, every, since that everyone was on lockdown, it was like every yoga instructor was doing online classes, which, you know, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll go ahead and do that too, because, you know, I'm not going to be going to the studio anytime soon. I want to teach. So how else am I going to do this? So just kind of being shifting that, you know, that work before. So now my husband's home hundred percent of the time as well. Um, so we had to make those adjustments. Like I'd be like, okay, I'm going in the room to teach a class now. <laughs> like we have a little um, a spare bedroom that's next to our office. So there has been a couple times where I had to, he has, we kind of shift um, spaces. Like he goes into the kitchen where I usually work and then I am in the bedroom at, or vice versa. Like usually he's in the office doing his work. Um, and he's, you know, he's doing, like you mentioned earlier, Zoom is like, Zoom, he uses Teams, but it's all the same. You're con- you have to constantly be available. He's one of those people that he actually will put his camera on, but of course, you know, he has a better view probably behind him, but, um, but he, um, but yeah, like, so he's now in, he's home all the time. So I actually get to see him and we get to interact. We get to connect. We are now both present, you know, in each other's lives, you know, so it's kind of that it's been amazing. I, I mean, what's been going on around outside, maybe not so much, but it's really kind of offered us a lot of great opportunities along the way. Um, even with our work, you know, he doesn't have to stress out and 
spend an hour and two hours driving back and forth to work, making a lunch, doing, you know, getting up at like five or whatever in the morning to do all this stuff. And, you know, and even with myself, you know, I, again, I wasn't getting up um, I don't have to get up at a certain, even though I still do, I think I keep like a routine a little bit, <laughs> but yeah. I, you know, I just kind of get up at like, you know, maybe six or seven in the morning and just kind of do, I get myself going, you know, maybe drink. So I get to sit and relax, be with myself, be present and just, mm. yeah, just kind of be, I let yeah. things, I'm able to sit with things, able to read the news and not get all, you know, like, oh my gosh, I got to hurry up and go do this now. There's no rushing anymore. And the cats yeah. are probably uh, adjusting. To yeah, you there more. <laughs> they um yeah, it's exactly that. Um, what happened was um, they I noticed they're they're much more attentive to where we are all the time. They will lay next to us. One sleeping in the bed usually at night with us. Um, yeah, they're they've they've actually come become kind of completely different animals. Like what they've been doing, I think they've kind of restructured their own time, uh, kind of to match up with ours. So they're awake when we're awake and all that kind of stuff. And they're probably happy as can be. <laughs> yes, they they are loving. They are loving. You know how they are. They're loving life. <laughs> right. And Wendy has been teaching classes online for a number of years. So yeah. that aspect of working from home hasn't changed. But Wendy, what have you noticed with the Zoom environment that we're in now? Well, there's either a whole lot more meetings than we ever had before. <laughs> yes. But I think for me, what's been both good and bad is, well, I would say the good part is that now there's there's the availability to connect with people globally yes. with workshops and trainings and things that we never could before without physically going to these other countries so on some of the in some of the uh things that i attend i mean there's literally people from every continent wow. and so that's been just really truly exciting for me and so that on the plus side uh, then I don't know. It's like we're constantly in a time warp because <laughs> it just never ends. <laughs> You're always on, in a sense. The camera is always there, right? <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree with that too. You know, I felt like you know, especially since my job, every result, you know, I'm involved with a lot of students. You know, I have students that I I am working with that, yeah, they're uh, they're across the ocean. Like I actually had a a zoom meeting with someone that was in England like a few weeks ago and I had a couple students uh Sweden and Finland Australia I actually have a student that attends my Friday evening classes and it's at nine o'clock here but it's like literally it must be sometime crazy time in the morning where she is yeah. in, and she's in Australia so she's like good morning <laughs> and I'm like it's like nine o'clock here, but you know, it's, I'm like ready for bed after this, but she's like your first it's hits her morning for her. So yeah, it's just been awesome connecting. You never, I never would have thought that I would have that opportunity to connect with people so much like all over the place. So this has been a really, like I said, it's been really been welcoming in so many ways. Yes, definitely. Yes. And have, have y'all noticed distractions in your home that you have to deal with? I know I have my distractions when Wendy and I have Zoom meetings. Um, it never fails. My husband who has, he's worked <laughs> out of his home for years, years. So this is nothing new to him. Yeah. 
and he'll be in his office with the door closed and it's it's almost like it's a magnet oh zealous turned on the zoom oh now i have to make coffee you know my fourth cup for the day and my my office is right off of the kitchen oh my yeah um i you know it's funny because before i had zero time for distractions because if i were to get distracted you know it would kind of like it might set off my whole entire schedule now i you know we kind of welcome it a little bit um, because again, I'm not so like tied down to a certain schedule. I mean, obviously I have things that are timed at certain days at times of the day um, that I have to be present for or have to be at, but I don't feel as tied down to that. So the distractions are, he has, my husband's kind of done the same thing. Like I think like the other day, I think it was last week, actually, he was, I was just starting my study group at like two o'clock in the afternoon and he comes walking in. He's like, Hey honey. And I'm like, shh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, I'm just starting my study. I'm like, hold yeah. on a second. I go, I can't, I can't talk right now. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm still working. You know, I, I understand that you're like done with whoever you're doing, but it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not, but like, you know, and actually there was a time, um, and I want to say it was a couple weeks before that. I interrupted him. He was actually doing, he was on camera and I approached him from like behind and I was trying to get something out of a drawer out of the desk. And he's like, get out of here, get out of here. Oh, <laughs> like, so I'm forever on, yeah, so apparently I, I'm to the state because he goes to these, um, he works for the government and he, oh, great. Um, he works for the county that we live in. And I was on a, like, um, they hold like a bi-monthly meeting of um, usually in Columbus and it used to be an in-person thing and they'd have breakfast and stuff for the people and they just kind of would talk these different counties would congregate and talk about what they have going on in their county and he was the representative for Cuyahoga and um, he also was like a board member or panel member of some kind and um so of course I walk in right when he's on camera. I don't think he was talking at all, but you know, he's like, get out of here. I'm like, right. sorry. I'm like, how would I know that the door's open? And I'm like, you know, how would I even know that you you're on camera that I can't come into the room? So whatever. I, it just, it, ha those distractions happen and they do. sometimes it's ridiculous. Who cares? You know? <laughs> and yeah. one thing that, that Laura and I had talked about several months ago, I had noticed that a, a friend of mine, she works for a big pharmaceutical company. And of course, everything shifted, everybody's at home. And there are a number of, now she's, just, I'm 59. So her, her kids are grown and gone, just like mine are. But, but a lot of people, their kids are in the background, you know, the, the barking dogs, all of those things that are going on. And, and, um, so she was complaining, venting, not complaining, just venting about how frustrating it is. And I just simply gave her something to think about in a different light. Like, well, they're doing the best they can. And that's where we have to adjust. We have to find peace within the right. noise. We have, to, we have to figure out a way to be accepting, but then also set boundaries so that it's still a workplace environment. So any suggestions on that? Um, well, for me, I, I, you know, yeah, that, that definitely took, um, it took, I think, COVID to kind of do that. Um, I was very much open to, oh yeah, sure. I'll teach that class. I'll do that. I'll do this. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll run around all over the place. And, but I think this kind of taught me that, you know, I, I can say no to things. 
Mm-hmm. I can tell me, and actually we're with MVP. It's been awesome where they want us to, she suggests it's in my contract to take a nap. So oh, I love it. So I could take a nap in the wow. middle of it. You know, it's about wellness. We we're supposed to be wellness providers and Good helping point. people through that. And, um, it, she wants to, she wants us to literally take a nap. If, you know, if we're feeling tired, stressed out, take a nap. I, I mean, like the it. works, you know, and um, I've never had a boss tell me to take a nap. I mean, in the middle of the day for one thing. Like, so I work harder. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. So it's just kind of like, um, I think finding that, um, you know, where I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, so that this, this those little things that have come up have kind of taught me to set those boundaries appropriately and decide, design my own schedule. Like if I, now I used to always, I was literally working every single day and maybe teaching a couple classes every single day. And now I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to teach on the weekends anymore. I want to, uh-huh. I want some time to myself to do other things. And, um, now even with, um, the whole idea of online grocery shopping that was wasting like our whole afternoon on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. Like we literally run from one grocery store. Again, this is running around to wasting time and energy running around to every grocery store in the area, just trying to find certain things. And Mm -hmm. it was just wasted so much time. And I feel like now we have that time back and it's brought such a sense of peace to my mind being able mm-hmm. to kind of sit back and it's an, actually enjoy things now that's a good point yeah i'm the sort of the well not the opposite but for me it was like there was so much going on at the house not people wise but just uh, thinking wise work wise that for me to go to the grocery store was a treat <laughs> it's like like, oh I'm escaping the lockdown by going to the grocery store (laughs) that's like (laughs) and I got my one treat or something out of the you know a day just to say I could leave the house yeah (laughs) so I didn't feel quite such a prisoner but no it's a really good point about all this noise like there was so much noise with the news and well was it this you know was it this disease or that disease was it was it this or you know there's just so many different opinions going on about how to cope with covid and Mm -hmm. i started calling it corona crazy or um but it was you know it's just uh for us to like be okay with not falling prey to all the news yeah now to be okay with finding our own sense of peace that may or may not include outside news or outside sources yeah yeah absolutely right and in yoga we call that pratyahara when one of the one of the eight limbs where you just settle in and you have you give your body and your mind and your, and your spirit, a space, a safe space, make enough space where you can eliminate those things that are causing distractions and keeping you from your higher self. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So speaking of that, let's look at how now that we're on zoom and we we have to conduct meetings with a variety of personality types or styles and 
communication styles. Do you have any uh, suggestions for working through that? Well, if you think about it, you know, dealing with people with all these different personalities or, you know, uh, like you said, maybe they're from different countries, they have different backgrounds. Um, it might just boil down to, at least my thoughts on this, it might just boil down to that maybe they're just taking the time to listen to that person. You know, maybe they just want to be heard on some level. Um, so if there's a communication issue, you know, if a student's difficult or something like that, you know, we have to kind of sit back and observe that for a moment, take a, take a moment to listen and just not offer any judgments, just kind of take a sec and tune in. And, you know, sometimes it kind of just resolves itself, you know, especially when there's this disgruntledness of some kind. Um, and, you know, I think there's always going to be differences with, with people and it, it just might, and some, it's just taking the time to sit there and learn maybe what, what the difference is, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I love the idea of being curious. Yes. You know, instead of assuming, it's like, be curious and ask, well, how do you all handle da 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 Yeah, that's a great, that's a great component of, of, you know, mindfulness meditation. You know, we're, we're exploring all those um, judgments and things that come into our mind and just kind of, you know, being curious about how those came up or what, what they mean or whatever, and just kind mm -hmm. of letting them just kind of sit there and be themselves and you know they end up kind of you know drifting away or floating away or you know they maybe they kind of uh attach themselves in a way where you can kind of just you can kind of look at them and just say okay you know i i see that you label it something you know and um then you go on from there you know just just kind of taking it one step at a time right and not staying in that seat of judgment yeah staying or being present in a in a state of curiosity yes exactly yeah all right just recently so i share a quick story but yeah. okay so recently with our students i had the opportunity to work uh, with another university in toronto canada where we were doing a combined collaboration in online learning and it just so happened that both of our classes happened to be at the same time on the same day and so to introduce our students from, to each other. Uh, my students tend to be a, a lot of Hispanic students and hers, even though she's in Canada, a lot of her students tend to be more from India and other parts of Asia. Mm -hmm. So we had this beautiful opportunity to meld uh, our students together. And what we wanted to really set, uh, you know, impart upon them the wisdom is that everywhere you go, any kind of business, you need to be able to develop a rapport. But nobody really tells you how to start building rapport. They just say, do it. <laughs> like yeah. And so we came up with the idea, um, because we're both multicultural, both of us professors, is that you know food and, and in particular spices have had such an amazing history. So we asked our students to uh, quickly say, okay, what spices, what's a spice that you use in your home country? 
And then for their icebreaker, we put them into the little breakout rooms in Zoom and said, now talk amongst yourselves about a spice that maybe all of you use, but in different dishes. Oh, wow. That and sounds cool. It really Love it. It was just great conversations because they were having this, this moment of like, oh my gosh, you use spice this way in your food. Oh, we use it this way. And so it just, it, it really was this amazing uh, blending of spices in a sense in yeah. that they, they had a point to they had a topic to start talking with each other and building connections. Oh, that's amazing. And I love, and I love Indian and Hispanic food as well. <laughs> so that yeah. probably was even a better, yeah, those are like my two favorite, <laughs> some of my yeah. favorite dishes come from those. <laughs> Think about how you can, you can tune into somebody's personality um, based on their cultural background, what they like yeah. to eat. Yes. Um, um, in Ayurvedic, we have the vata, pitta, and kapha. I can learn a lot from you by what type of food you eat, you know, yeah. your, yes. your body type, your dosha. Mm -hmm. That's yes. interesting. I like that, Wendy. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. So it was like, you know, hey, lots of personalities, but first build rapport, find what's in common. Yeah, and stay curious. Yes. Absolutely. So we know you've been listening, waiting and excited to hear some some tips, but we've got five awesome tips for being your best self in the Zoom era workday. So Laura, take it away. Okay, can I have a drum roll? Is there a drum roll here? No, I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just start. Yeah, okay, yeah, there you go. Um, well, first off, you know, just kind of um, setting, when you wake up in the day, you know, maybe it's the first moment that you get when you come up, get out of bed um, or, you know, whatever. And just kind of taking the time to set an intention. Maybe you have an intention, something you want to work on for that day, or maybe it's something you're just working on for that entire week, whatever it happens to be, but just kind of setting an intention, a point of focus um, for going forward. Um, the second thing I kind of thought of is just taking time to yourself. You know, maybe you, um, from your intention, you um, just kind of sit down for meditation, or maybe you read something um, that's going to enhance your mind that day, rather than maybe not the news. <laughs> that's usually not the, even though I tend to look at it, but, you know, sometimes it just, it's a good laugh. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, or maybe even kind of watching like spiritual talks, like if you like TED Talks or something like something inspirational that's going to get you motivated. Um, I had a friend that actually just introduced me to, um, I guess, well, I knew Ber Brene Brown, but who she was, but um, she actually had a podcast and I was like, oh, okay. Well, now I get to listen to her if I want to. Um, even like your podcast is great. Um, we can do stuff like that. Um, and like I said, kind of diving into that meditation. So not necessarily if it's, if meditation isn't your thing, maybe it's just being still. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having to sit in stillness somehow, you know, just maybe five minutes, five minutes is a great place to start with meditation usually. Um, and if you can, maybe going up to a little longer, like 15 and just kind of listening within and listening to any spirit guides that maybe you kind of, uh, resonate with. Maybe if you have an angel or something that you kind of resonate with, mm. Um, number four that I have, um, just take practicing self-care. Like you're talking about like Ayurvedic, you know, that's kind of like a, based upon all of our, um, body doshas and like how we're made up our chemical makeup in a way. 
And um, so like mindful eating, mm-hmm. you know, just being, being aware of what, like, I, I think probably the first part of our COVID, I was definitely not doing that. You know, we <laughs> were ordering all this junk online, you know, our online grocery shopping. And we're like, let's add a couple bags of chips in there, you know, and they're, they're small bags, they're only a few ounces, but, you know, yeah. but you know, you're, but you know, you're, it's just the, the idea, it's a lot of junk food made its way into our house for a while. Um, or practicing yoga um, as a great activity or maybe running. yeah so maybe even or maybe even runnings are great is your activity too so a lot of those things offer a lot of Tim a lot of options to kind of like care for your well-being you know um, and the last thing I thought of is just connecting with that those like-minded people you know connecting with your tribe checking in with them how are they doing you know how are you doing and just having like maybe having a zoom call you know to all kind of catch up on what you've been doing for the last week or maybe it's a daily routine that you guys have um because you know nowadays a lot of our um going out and maybe having a drink might not be as feasible as it once was before mm-hmm. um since it, well here in ohio we actually have a 10 o'clock a curfew for bars and restaurants to be open. So you're not, there's no one or 2 a.m. anymore. <laughs> not like I'm going to be spending that much time out there, but, you know, just having that connection with your, your special people in your lives, you know, even if it's, maybe it's, again, maybe it's your sister-in-law or brother-in-law or, you know, or just a group of friends, but just having that connection with outside people. But yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. not all. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> So we, we do a segment every time called Moments with Your Higher Self. And so here's those, uh, here's those moments. Um, take absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me share that. That was, uh, that was great. Yeah. And talk to us about your bracelets and the, your malas that you make. Yes. So um, a couple years ago, I thought I got this idea um, that I wanted to kind of combine a couple different pieces of things. Um, first, I wanted to find crystals and stones that had different properties to them. Um, they, and some of them are lava stones and um, some of them are just uh, different types of beads and crystals. Um, so I wanted to find those, those, those stones that kind of went together, like complemented each other. So like maybe there's, um, a popular one is, you know, that a lot of people know is like rose quartz. Um, and that's usually meant for, you know, compassion and love. And um, oh, it also, nice just, yeah. So, you know, you have that stone that you can use for those even, so you can use these for different practices. Like maybe you're just um, like, a, if it's a mala, if it's a mala or something like that, maybe you're using it as part of your meditation. You can do a loving kindness meditation. Um it could also be, um, you know, anything like, or just wear it as jewelry. That's the other idea I had too. Uh, with the ones that have the lava beads, I, my intention was, you know, if you, if you have essential oils that you use, um, ah. they could also be, um, so some of the ones that have the lava beads on it, the, there's essential oils that pair with the crystals that are included on there as well. Ah. Um, so yeah, my intention was just to kind of have, create some little, little pieces of jewelry that you can kind of wear 
just to have that connected or resonated with yourself. And that also kind of had a dual purpose. Like maybe if you wanted to use that mala for meditation, it's a great tool to kind of sure. keep you focused on yeah. uh, maybe repeating a mantra or just, you know, like I just said, just keeping yourself centralized there. Um, and I also kind of added the added benefit of uh, providing Reiki to each of these. So if you're not familiar with what Reiki is, it's, you know, an energy source that was created I don't know, it, was, it wasn't really created, but um, it came from, uh, there's a gentleman that was in um, Japan uh, many, many years ago, and he brought these teachings to the United States, supposedly, and it's kind of gone from there. There's multiple people kind of intertwined with that story. That's a whole nother story. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm a Reiki master. So I've what I did is I provided just a little bit of energy to those stones to kind of amplify whatever was already, whatever energy was created within that stone, whatever properties were in that ah. stone, just kind of gives a little extra boost, you know, and, I love it. um, and really if you, um, even if you're a practice, another Reiki practitioner, you can always take that. And, um, I had a friend that actually, I gave her, I think I gave her, I made her a specific, a specific one. She asked me for whatever bead, I don't remember. Um, and she actually uh, did some kind of, she's actually a psychic medium. So yeah, so she actually took it and somehow um, basically programmed it. So you can kind of do those kinds of things too. If you have certain mantras, um, you kind of take those beads and, and you're, it's again, intention setting. Mm-hmm. So you're, in, you're making an intention for those beads to kind of do something for you in a way to mm-hmm. amplify whatever's going on. Yeah. It, just giving it a purpose to exist more or less. So yeah, there's multiple ways you can use them. I, I, I just wanted to intend um, just to kind of have people to have something um, again, that reminded them of something maybe, or the, there's different stones that resonated with them or had certain properties that they liked um, to help them heal. And I had, um, Another friend, you know, she was going through a lot of just troubling times where she was, you know, in and out of relationships and she was just struggling internally. And I felt like, you know, that's, that's something with our, you know, with ourselves. that's, that's the solar plexus that we, that the little internal furnace that we have in the center of the body, like she was, you know, way out of whack, way out of balance with that. And so I provided her with some tiger's eye and some citrine, some yellows, um, golden colored um, stones that would help mm-hmm. kind of um, just bring back some balance to that, to that part of her body. You know, she could use that for her practice or yoga practice or meditation if she wanted to. Um, but yeah, I, I've been, I've been kind of making them on and off for a couple of years. I took them, I made some, the more recent ones I made, um, there's a couple, one favorite that I have. It's not, they're not crystals, but I still love it. It's like sandalwood. Oh, and just nice. the, the fragrance of it, just the beads, it's the little wooden beads. And it just has that beautiful earthy woody fragrance. And um, there was another one too. They, again, they weren't crystals, but um, coral had a nice bright, intense red and um yeah so those were two of my more recent favorites that I had made but yeah I yeah I just kind of I enjoyed kind of just crafting something um putting it together and just sharing it with um you know just my friends family whoever was interested (laughs) and and with anybody who's who's willing to to obviously to purchase it but but it goes beyond a purchase because this is about 
setting an intention, finding that bead, that mala, um, that bracelet that speaks to you and what your higher self needs, or maybe what your physical body needs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. What's really nice is that the bracelets and the malas can tap into the five tips that you just gave us. Right? Uh, you take some time with the beads to just inspire yourself. You yes. use them in meditation. You can use them in, in the self-care piece and mm-hmm. also, you know, a way to connect with other people, uh, yeah. like-minded people. So I just, I love that it just supports that. Speaking of yes. where can they connect with you? our listeners to find out more about the bracelets and the malas. Um, and, so yeah, and I would, also, and yeah. Laura, also your teaching schedule. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, I would say probably the best place to kind of obviously find the shop that I have is on my website. Um, so that's at www.lbyogi.net. Um, that's, uh, I do actually have my teaching schedule on there as well. Um, I have an offerings page that has a calendar that offers, um, I, I kind of have, I have my offerings that are at my vinyasa practice, but I also teach, um, I have my own little kind of um, subscription-based practice things that are going on right now. Um, so you can always become a member of my little tribe that I have. And I teach a few times a week um, on, uh, it's actually on YouTube live. So, um, but they get an unlisted um, video. So they, they, only the subscribers have access to that, but um, pretty much every day. Um, so at, at, at uh, my vinyasa practice on there on Mondays at, it's at 10 a.m. Central time. Uh, let's see, Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Central time for a gentle class. The Monday class is the yin. Um, Let's see, Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. for Vinyasa Flow and Friday evenings at 8 p.m. for Yin and Once Again. So you can see where my favoritism lies. <laughs> I like the, the Yin and the gentle classes the best. So like Yin. Yeah. 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 And that's one more time. It's it's LB for Laura Bender. Yep. Yep. Dot net. Net. Right? Yeah. And okay. yeah. So yeah. And then I have um, on my website too, there's also, I offer virtual Reiki sessions. Um, it's all done through Zoom and, um, you know, a lot of distance healing. It's, you know, just, it kind of, I think it's amplified based on uh, that but um then also too i'm going to offer like i said when i my future trainings that are kind of still in the works eventually they'll be like some kind of um you know i'll have an aromatherapy certification so my idea is to try to create some specialty blends to maybe use for yoga meditation and just other therapeutic uses you know um like i actually made a roll on this evening for my husband he's he took his furlough week this week and he's building, he's basically building a yoga studio in my basement right now. Um, not doing it the second, but um, he's been working all week on that, just kind of framing out certain areas of the basement and doing a lot of work. And he's like, man, I, my, my knee kind of hurts, my back kind of hurts. I'm like, here's a muscle roll on for you. Um, oh, nice. But yeah, and then also offering um, the future, I'm, I'm hoping to finish up the course probably sometime the end of February, but the mindfulness coaching as well. Um, you know, is going to be a huge, um, huge asset to my, to my toolbox and just kind of uh, being able to offer to my students and hopefully everyone else who can take advantage of that. Love it. Perfect. Wonderful. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Laura. We're so excited we got to talk yes, with you. Yes, I am so happy that you guys asked me to do this. I, yeah. I was, I've been looking forward to it for weeks. So thank you so okay. much again for having me. Yes, thank you so much for joining us in the tent. And yeah. listeners, definitely check out Laura's website. She's got some great offerings. Good. All right, well, y'all take care. All right, thank you so much. Be well. Take care, bye-bye. Bye. We hope you've been uplifted by this episode. Please help us uplift others by sharing, subscribing, and reviewing our show. Join in on the conversation by adding your insights and transformations in the comments section. See you next time.